Officer Dave Daniels called from the assembly of police, his eyes weary and unsettled. Hey, Burns. Rick stopped walking and looked over his shoulder. Yeah? It's not pretty. The detective observed the dread in Dave's expression and asked, On a scale from one to ten, what have we got? Twelve. Maybe thirteen. Rick looked up the stairway and imagined the grisly scene. He reached into his pants pocket, grabbed a bag of sunflower seeds, popped a handful into his mouth, and then sucked on the salty shells. There had been five deaths in two years, all on his watch. He swallowed, nearly choking on the lump in his throat, and headed up the steps, slapping his hands together. Time to get dirty, boys, he barked. His insides shivered. Rick felt as heavy as a lead wrecking ball, but he guarded his dread like a trade secret. Throughout his career, he had learned what to say and how to act to keep his fearless image intact. His tough-guy persona, however, had begun to wear thin, internally breaking down with each successive homicide. He took a deep breath and his heart raced in anticipation of the unknown. As he walked up the stairs, he marveled at the beauty and extravagance of the large home. Each hardwood step curved at precisely the right arc, painstakingly shaped to fit between honed spindles. A large crystal chandelier hung from the ceiling and twisted gently with the air current, leaving a trail of sparkling diamonds that glittered on the mahogany walls. He could only dream of living in such extravagance. His hand slid up the wooden railing and his shoes shuffled up each curved step. He listened to the walls to their sorrowful tales, reflecting upon the cold beauty of everything perfectly in place. Rick popped more sunflower seeds into his mouth. Chewing calmed his nerves. Catching the details saved his ass. Seeds, gum, pens, and fingernails were all fair game. He chewed on anything to keep his fears at bay, fears that had haunted him from his youth, dreams unexplained, lingering, warring among his many troubles. As he continued up the stairway, the sound of busy footsteps echoed from down the hall to the right, and a putrid stench rose into his nostrils, eliciting his gag reflex. By the strength of the odor, he figured it was a two- or three-day-old corpse. He grabbed a handkerchief from his coat pocket and covered his mouth. Sergeant Pete Gaines lurched out of the room, gasping for air. He was dressed in a triple-X suit and tie, always navy blue. The sergeant's forehead dripped with sweat, his chest pumped and his throat wheezed as he exited the bedroom door, covering his mouth with a dust mask. He plopped his right hand down on Rick's shoulder and said, Burns, where have you been? Sorry, boss, Rick mumbled through the cloth. It's bingo night. There was a triple winner when I got the call. Didn't hear till after things had calmed down. Sergeant Gaines waved his arm, directing the detective into the master bedroom as he walked forward. Bingo. What's wrong with you, Burns? Ever heard of poker? Rick smirked and said, Ever heard of love? Me? No, Pete said, laughing. But Stella, she sure the hell isn't gonna marry you because you bring her to the bingo hall. Didn't think of that, did ya? Rick rolled his eyes and spit a shell into his hand. He knew why marriage wasn't in the cards for them, but it had nothing to do with bingo. I'll tell you what you need, Burns. You need to be domesticated. You're a mess. Look at yourself. Your hair looks like you just woke up, your clothes never match, and your apartment's a wreck. Pete took a quick glance at Rick and then said, At least you're wearing a jacket, for God's sake. Rick patted Pete's belly. Yeah, well, we all have our vices, don't we, Pete? Pete sneered and followed Rick into the master bedroom. 
Rick gasped. Oh my god.